Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I'm a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs, I spend my time writing books, such as my polyamorous passions romantic comedy series. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. And you can now get podcast episodes and writing updates delivered directly to your inbox at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly Podcast. In this episode, I want to share about my process for how I have chosen cover images and design for my books in the past. I will be using, I'll be doing an illustrated cover for my next rom-com, which I'm pretty excited about. So that just got me thinking about cover images and design in general. This is not something that comes naturally to me. <laughs> I am a writer, not a designer. I outsourced my design to Ace Pub for the Polyamorous Passion series, and they've been a pretty good company. I chose them right from the start because they were one of the recommended companies by Kobo Writing Life. So I just started using them for book one in Polyamorous Passions, and I have continued with them ever since. I still don't feel as though I've totally nailed the decision-making process of choosing cover images and design, but I have definitely learned a lot. So if you feel like you are not a design person, don't worry, I am right there with you. This episode is for you. A caveat here. This process is based on my experience with A, hiring out the cover design to someone else, and B, using stock photos for my covers. So as I said, I'll be getting a custom illustrated cover design for my next book, and that process is going to be a bit different. I can certainly share about that experience in a future episode if you like. Okay, so here is how I have chosen cover images and designs for my books in the past. Let's break it down into an easy step-by-step -step process, shall we? First of all, think about the feel of your book. What is your genre? What emotions do you want people to have from reading your story? What do you want people to think of when they read your books? Your cover design should reflect that. Now, this is something that I have historically had a tough time doing. As I shared about in episode 14 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast, I actually redid the cover design of She Wants More just two months after releasing that book because I realized that the cover image didn't have nearly the right lighthearted rom-com feel that I wanted. Originally, it featured a man holding a camera because the love interest is a photographer. But I realized after publishing it that it kind of made it look a little bit like it could be kind of like a stalker or something like that. So yeah, it, it felt like it needed to, to be reworked because that is not at all what the story is about. So I revised the front cover to have a much more romantic comedy, flirtatious feel to it with a man and a woman sort of holding each other in the updated version of the cover. And it works so much better. 
you can actually see a side-by-side -side comparison of the two covers, the original and the revised version, when you join my email list at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. So that's the first thing to think about. The second is to consider the colors and fonts that you want to use. Since my series is called Polyamorous Passions, I really liked the idea of red as an important branding color. Red is traditionally a passionate color after all. The only issue with this is that it's now difficult to find images that match the exact red color used in the title, so I kind of need to avoid things like red dresses and stock images. I've tried it and it just it tends to clash with the base red color that I use in my branding. So that's certainly something you'll want to keep in mind. I've found a couple of really nice stock images that I think would work really well for my books, but the, the color just clashes with the branding. So that's something to, to think about when you are trying to figure out what you want for your branding colors and what you might need to um, gravitate towards or avoid in a stock image. Since my stories are fun and lighthearted romances, I also wanted a whimsical, stylized font, something that's fun and aesthetically pleasing and also still readable, because that's important. <laughs> so this is why I chose Hysterica as my font. It took quite a lot of searching through fonts to find it, but I love it. I've actually since made it the main cursive font that I use everywhere else in my business, such as with my business name, my logo, and e-course titles. Third, the image itself should somehow reflect the story. You don't want to just slap a random stock photo on the cover of your book and call it a day. So what can you do to capture some element of your story? For example, the main character Helen's workplace is a really important element of her story in books four to six of the Polyamorous Passions series. So as a result, all of the covers in that trilogy have a sort of sexy office vibe. Fourth, compare what this cover looks like compared to other, co other covers in your genre. You want your book to stand out, and also at the same time, you want readers to recognize what to expect from reading your book. So you want it to, to somewhat have a similar feel or vibe as other covers in your genre. I have now taken to looking at the Amazon bestseller list in my genre to see, to see if there are any recurring patterns in cover design styles, colors, all of that kind of thing. Fifth, if it's a series, make sure there is cohesiveness. This was my other big problem with the original cover for She Wants More. It, it didn't match with the other books in the trilogy. Since then, I've been very careful to find stock photos of the models in a few different possible positions so that this is easier to do, right? So that I can use the same stock I can use the same models in a stock photo, um, different versions of that stock photo of these models in different positions for different covers within that trilogy. You really want the covers to have cohesion without them looking identical to one another, right? Um, for example, in books one to three of Polyamorous Passions, we see um, 
you know, three people on the on the cover of the first book. Um, we see in I think it's in Make Me Forget that we have uh, it shows because that that book has a little bit more heartache and that kind of thing. We see just two people on that cover, and it works really well. The expressions on Emma's face on that front cover of each of those three books, it it. Um, reflects that particular story and you can tell that the covers are all different right the images are quite different between books one to three but they are the same the same models sixth take your time (laughs) for my latest rom-com her bad idea I created a spreadsheet to track the URL of a bunch of different stock photos from Deposit Photo. That's where I tend to look for my stock photos. I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted for the cover, so I tried using a bunch of different keywords as search terms, such as burlesque dancer and sexy couple dancing and romantic dance. I just used a whole bunch. Anytime I saw a photo that looked like it could theoretically be a a decent fit for my story, I would add the link to the spreadsheet. And I wound up with dozens and dozens of URLs. This took took quite a while going through and search terms and, and sort of figuring out which ones might theoretically be a good fit. A couple days later, to give myself a little bit of space and distance from it, I went through checked every single link again, and deleted any that weren't quite the right fit after all. I think I narrowed it down to maybe three or four or half a dozen, and then I just let it sit and thought about it for a while. And I was especially considering how the image would look with my red branding and the Hysterica font, and also how it would look on an Amazon page full of books. So I did a, a really quick, <laughs> a really quick um, mock-up of the cover in Canva, and I sort of compared that to how it might look on Amazon. And so that's kind of how I figured out which image would be the exact perfect one for this book. And by the way, that cover design for Her Bad Idea is my favorite cover of any of my books so far. You should definitely check it out. You can search Her Bad Idea on your favorite ebook store or visit saganamorrow.com books. Link is in the show notes. Now, it's really interesting to me that, you know, nowadays I do take so much time to get the image exactly right compared to the first book in my polyamorous passion series where my designer basically just chose the photo based on the the book blurb and I said okay sure let's go with it (laughs) that is literally how that photo was chosen and then from from there I realized oh I want the models to be the same and it just turned out that there ended up being some great other stock photos that worked out perfectly for the next two books so I think that's really um an interesting sort of evolution of this process Um, and I think that this is a really important piece as well because I might not have chosen those photos if I had really taken my time to properly consider it Um, and I do think that the Her Bad Idea cover image is the best so far and it really stands out while also reflecting the genre so taking your time with the cover design process is something that I do recommend Seventh, listen to designers 
and ask for other opinions. Your book cover designer knows what they are doing. You hired them for their expertise. If they have recommendations, or if they say, this would look better if we change this aspect, then they probably know what they are talking about. When in doubt, ask a trusted friend for their thoughts. They will be able to have more distance from the project than you. One of my best friends is an avid romance reader, so I find her input really, really helpful when I'm trying to decide between a couple different cover options. The other thing that I've found very handy is to post on Twitter or Instagram stories for feedback from my followers. I have provided them two or three different possible cover designs, and then I will create polls or ask for their opinions. People love sharing their thoughts on stuff like that. And if they are your followers, then they'll probably be interested in reading your books, so you should really listen to what they have to say. And it kind of, you know, it gets really interesting because your cover designer, you know, it's worth checking in with them and seeing what their, um, their background is. If they do not have experience or a really deep understanding of your particular genre, then you'll want to listen to their input and their feedback based on the mechanics and the style of the cover, important things to think about in that case. And you'll want to pay a little bit more attention to the actual, um, the, the feel of the cover based on what your followers are saying, because they will actually understand the genre. So their input in that sense is going to be a little bit more important. They will have a better input in terms of the actual image as opposed to the mechanics of it, if that makes sense. So you will want to take into consideration both of these, both your cover designer's input, as well as your reader's input. Plus, you know, if you get your readers on board, then it has a nice collaborative feel to it, which is really great. So there you have it. That is my general process thus far for choosing a cover image and design for my books. To recap, in case you want to replicate it, this process includes number one, think about the feel of your book. Number two, consider what colors and fonts you want to use. Number three, make sure the image reflects the story in some way. Number four, compare this cover image idea to others in your genre. Number five, make sure that book covers within a series have some degree of cohesion. Number six, take your time. And number seven, listen to your cover designer and ask other people such as readers for their opinions. Now, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Do you buy books based on the cover? What type of covers are your favorite? Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at SaganLives to chat about it, or to let me know if you have requests for future episode topics. The more you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and subscribe and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. Also, let's stay in touch. You can get podcast and book updates delivered directly to your inbox, plus unlock awesome bonuses such as free chapters of my books and a few other goodies at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.